This is the Wild Crime Report for Monday the 4th of March 2024. I'm wildlife investigator Matt Durrett and I wish you a welcome start to the week. And it would be remiss of me not to mention that yesterday, the 3rd of March, wherever you are, was World Wildlife Day. World Wildlife Day is now 12 years old, having been proclaimed by the United Nations General Assembly back in 2013. The reason for March 3rd is that in 1973, that was the day that CITES was adopted, that being the Convention on the International Trade in Endangered Species of Wild Fauna and Flora, which is the key legal instrument or convention used to protect species around the world. So there you go. For some of us, you learn a new thing every day. Now, let's get into some information. A follow-on from our story last week about a Chinese national, Hong Endian, who was charged in Hong Kong for attempting to smuggle 440 kilograms of pangolin scales from Hong Kong to China. Hong was found guilty by a district court the previous week, and after the sitting judge took time to examine all sentencing factors, Hong was given a sentence of four years imprisonment. The sentencing judge stressed that deterrence was a key factor here, stating, quote, The law has to prevent the act of stealing, but also protect endangered animals from suffering irreparable damage, end quote. Hear, hear. And hopefully, a precedent is set in Hong Kong, which continues to be a major transit point for protected wildlife, marine and timber species from all around the world. Such as the anti-smuggling operation just last week, where Hong Kong Customs intercepted a shipping vessel leaving Hong Kong waters and headed for Macau. Found within the vessel was 1.2 tonnes of dried shark fins. Now, shark fins are big business in Hong Kong and China. Many people will be familiar with shark fin soup, the expensive delicacy for which they are most sought after. However, as of December last year, almost 90% of shark species are now listed in Appendix 2 of CITES, which means that any international trade without legal permits is off-limits. Details provided by Hong Kong Customs to the press indicated that the shark fins were contained within pallets positioned at the far end of the vessel container, which is a method suspected to be used to avoid detection. No further details have been provided of the investigation other than that the crew of the vessel have been detained, but no arrests yet made. In Malaysia last Thursday, an Indonesian national was arrested at Kuala Lumpur International Airport after being found to be smuggling native birds out of the country. The birds in question were Asian koels, a kaku bird that is considered to have been from Malaysia, although they are found within the Southeast Asian region that includes Indonesia. The koels were crudely smuggled within PVC piping and contained within a box that was marked as souvenirs. This is unfortunately a common and cruel method of smuggling birds, although usually only reserved for shorter journeys so that the birds can survive the ordeal and be sold on the other end. Fortunately, these souvenirs were liberated before that could happen. Now last week, it was a Florida couple. This week, it's Florida man, the good old favourite meme. And a Florida man pled guilty this last week for conspiring to smuggle thousands of turtles to Germany and Hong Kong. 36-year-old John Kretzulis pled guilty to shipping wildlife between 2015 and 2021, both within the United States and internationally. Kretzulis admitted catching and trafficking a variety of wild turtles from Florida and sending them to customers using his unregistered business, Omni Reptiles Incorporated. 
To conceal the origin of the turtles, he falsified documents to claim the turtles were captive bred, which led to the charges for falsifying records in violation of the US federal legislation, the Lacey Act. Kratzoulis is now due for sentencing in May of this year, and although headlines have led with Florida man facing a 50-year prison sentence due to the fact each of the 10 counts carries a maximum of five years prison, I'm not so sure this Florida man is going away for that length of time. I'll try to make sure we cover this sentence on a future wild crime report in the month of May. In Brazil this week, authorities from the police and the Brazilian Institute of Environment and Renewable Natural Resources announced that they successfully repatriated 12 Lears macaws and 17 gold lion tamarind monkeys that were seized in Togo, West Africa, last month. The birds and monkeys were found contained within a Brazilian shipping vessel that was boarded by authorities off the coast of Togo, where they found the animals mistreated and contained in cages that were covered in motor oil. So after surviving an uncomfortable journey across the Atlantic Ocean, the animals have now been returned to Brazil. Repatriation of wildlife seized in foreign countries is not an easy mission. Considerable efforts have to be made to confirm the origin of the species, whether they are endemic from one country or another, the health and whether they can be safely transported, and indeed the risk they may present to other wild populations should they be reintroduced back into the wild. They might carry diseases. And depending on the jurisdiction, the wildlife may still need to be preserved in-country as evidence for any ongoing investigation against their traffickers. Not to mention the paperwork and the just entire cost of repatriation. The unfortunate truth in many seizures of wildlife outside of their country of origin is that the above list of criteria and tick boxing is rarely met. And unless a sanctuary is found for these seized animals, they're often euthanized. So, it's a good news story to see that these birds and monkeys got home safely. And a timely reminder for just how Latin America remains to be a thriving source for trafficked wildlife species across the world. And lastly, the hard truth was revealed this week as it pertains to the fight to save African rhinos, when South African officials released data showing that 2023 saw an increase in rhino poaching within South Africa. In what will be a disheartening statistic to conservationists and wildlife protection agencies in the region, the increase of 499 poached rhinos up from 448 means that in 2023, a rhino was poached on average once every 17 hours, more than one per day. The information was released by the Department of Forestry, Fisheries and the Environment and detailed that Kruger National Park which has the largest number of southern white rhinos, did see a decline in poaching activity. However, the devil is always in the detail, and what may not be clear is whether this is as a result of better security, enforcement action, or a change in behaviour by poaching and trafficking gangs. Increases in other parts of the country could be an indication that poachers are targeting parks, reserves, or private farms that have smaller populations but weaker security. And as some spokespeople at various rhino advocacy groups have stated, declines in somewhere like Kruger may merely be an indication that there are too few rhinos left for the poachers to locate easily. It's a timely reminder that the trade in rhino horn continues, and the protection of parks 
and the apprehension of poachers is just not enough. These criminal networks consist of a supply chain from the poachers in the parks to the buyers in warehouses and shops in Vietnam or Laos, all requiring adequate and coordinated approaches from wildlife protection agencies and an effective justice system. And until those networks are properly dismantled, these sorts of depressing figures are not going to go away. And that is the Wild Crime Report for this week. I'm Matt Durrant. Until next time, stay wild and keep the animals there too. Yeah.